love is violent and attachment is violent and life on planet <laughs> Earth is violent, you know? And like I, I know, but you're not supposed to you're not supposed to admit that. Like if you admit this now, I I I see a real problem with this case where it's like, "Okay, dudes can be abused." Well, it's like, "Uh-oh, are we all just going to admit that like we all have the top 3 most abusive relationships in our lives?" Like, well, oh, this one hit me with a fucking uh, tennis racket. Oh, well, this one tried to run me over with a car. And then this one, oh my God. We now bring you Enter the Freud. This is for entertainment purposes only. It is no way medical advice. Suddenly, like, everyone's kind of obsessed with this Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Um... And I was kind of like, I heard people talking about it and I was like, oh man, stupid Hollywood gossip, whatever. But then one of my therapist buddies was talking about it. I was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. Because, you know, when everyone's talking about it, you can't help but want to like be in on the current story. So I started watching. I was like, oh, this is actually interesting. I feel like there's a few layers of interesting psychological windows into some interesting psychological stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm going to watch a bunch of this and like, so I can kind of get my sense of what's going on. And I kind of had this like, oh, there's there's a reason that um, people are so captivated by this beyond just the simple gossip thing. And, yeah, actu- what? and actually, what? I think like it even started my brain going into, oh, why are humans captivated by gossip? And I think even that's an interesting psychological thread to follow but i don't even want to go down that one right now because there's even more interesting things so obviously there's just the gossip thing we all like to like have the shared story to talk about and ooh drama this that and and we could psychoanalyze that but forget that one the next layer which is pretty it's it's also really interesting but i'm going to really simplify it because i don't want to focus on that layer at least for now i'm going to focus on the deepest layer Okay, so the second layer, I'm going to say that the reason people are captivated by it is because I think there's been this cultural movement, like a, uh, I'll call it a stage one, stage two, stage three. And you see this stuff in history a lot where there's like a pendulum thing. And stage one is like old school where like men were alpha and men dominated women. And there kind of was like all this sort of like um, male oppression of women and men can use women sexually or as objects and so there's all this kind of like abuse and using of women and i think that probably was the norm for you know whatever hundreds of years or something um and then the pendulum sort of gradually swung to this awareness of um sexual assault or domestic abuse of all this stuff that that pendulum sort of swung through the 50s 60s and 70s and then it seems like maybe the pendulum swung too far at some point in the 90s and like in the last 20 years um and like the me too movement and it got to this point where anytime anyone a woman accused of a man in the court of a public opinion the guy's guilty and he's fucked and so i think this case has become this like representative of this pendulum swinging too far and maybe it's going to start hopefully swing back maybe towards the middle um and okay and it's, it's a good representation of it because Amber Heard basically claims this guy abused me and so everyone just assumes it's true Johnny Depp's career is ruined and 
there's never really a good trial or collecting of evidence or hearing the whole thing. It's just like woman says man abuses her must be true. Um, all the all the movie companies are, will never hire Johnny Depp again in his life. And without a trial, she can just claim he abused her and he's like um, fucked. Um, and so this trial, okay. I think this trial is showing how the pendulum swung too far and that it's not cool to just like assume the man is always guilty. So I think that one, the second layer of why people are captivated. Wait, wait, that, that's not even the deepest layer yet? No, dude. That, that's okay, what, okay. That's what's so crazy about this. And that's yeah, why where are we I'm going? trying to summarize level two real quickly here. Because actually, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like level two is kind of interesting and profound, but it's somewhat obvious when you state yeah, it, it like it, that. It is actually. Um, and maybe it's maybe it's not obvious to some people, but whatever. You and me are depth psychologists. We're supposed to like see into the deepest, most complex shit, right? Okay, but okay. just to finish layer two, it's sort of like the Johnny Depp is a symbolic representation of men who have been overly stigmatized and assumed that all men are toxic and masculinity is toxic. And anytime a woman says he was abusive or he was toxic or he objectified me or he sexually assaulted, that it's true because all men are toxic. And so this trial is like vindicating that and being like bullshit. Anyone can be toxic. Men can be toxic. Women can be toxic. And so Johnny Depp in this trial, and it's so obvious that he that sh he was more the victim than the perpetrator in this relationship. It's a complete clusterfuck, but everyone can see that Amber Heard was way more the perpetrator and Johnny Depp was way, way more the victim. And so it's just sort of like yep. created this cultural awakening to, all right, let's not just always assume the woman's the victim and the man's the uh, perpetrator. And let's realize that there's women out there who can like, be be exploitative and manipulative of any kind of cultural power we give them. It's also kind of it's also exposing how our culture has become really like in love with victims and created this victim culture and like oh, yeah. everyone's a victim and if you call if you say it's abuse you can't question them no matter what cuz then you're doubting the victim. That okay, that whole thing. That's my layer 2 of why yeah, okay. the Johnny Depp thing is so fascinating. Which, which by, by the way, in layer two, if Amber is abused, then this is the most whacked out co court case because it's like, it, it's either one of the biggest propagandas of all time. And, and, and they're covering up the fact that she was abused by this elaborate scheme with, with incredible testimonies. That's possible. It's, it's possible it that, dude, everyone would have to be in on it, including all the lawyers on both sides and Amber, and secretly Johnny Depp is paying her $500 million and paying all the lawyers. It would have to be a giant conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So I don't so, think okay, that's let's possible. Move, let, yeah, let's move on. Okay, so that's layer two. That's super interesting. We could talk for hours just about that whole cultural no, thing. No, because everybody else, everyone else is stuck there. Well, and honestly, it's like, no one's no one's even articulating it in such a uh, explicit way as I just did. Even though that's what a lot of people are really focused on is that thing I just said. Yes, yes. But they're not even well, fully articulating that. But I want to move even deeper than that. Well, so Dave, are you going to go to layer three or four? Because I, I have no idea where you're going, and then I want to see if we're going the same place. Okay, I want to go to layer three. Okay, okay, perfect. So I'll do layer three and I can do it for a while and then you, you can whatever, rip off that or if you want to go to layer four, that's fine too. 
But layer three is, a, is, is even more complicated. Okay, so here's, here's why I think we humans are captivated um, by this at an even deeper level. Well, it's like a deeper psychological level. And that is that the Johnny Depp Amber Heard story where man meets woman and they fall passionately in love and they merge and then inevitably flies get in the ointment shit starts and then it starts to fall apart and then it like degenerates into this like ugly nasty thing and people start behaving very badly uh the the the, there's a lot of examples of behaving badly but by far the best example has to be that Johnny in a fight Johnny Depp leaves and Amber Heard shits on the his bed. She takes a <laughs> giant shit on his bed. That behavior and uh you know it's going to she's going to live in infamy forever for that. It's just I'm just using that as an example of how when breakups start to happen the the, the intensity of falling in love is this emotional intensity it's like the climax of ecstasy and then there's a reverse of that. And the shitting yes. on the bed is just a good representation of how um, primitive it can get when that happens. Um, okay. And I think the reason we're captivated by it is because we all know that that realm of the humans exist. We all can, I think, I believe we can all feel it in each of us. I believe, yep. although Amber Heard is has serious mental health problems and she definitely is immature she's not so different than the rest of us as we would like to believe there's i think there's a little amber heard in all of us and given yes. the, the right circumstances we all would like to shit on our ex's bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes dude yes hey, dude it, okay okay i don't know some of us maybe not take a shit but it, <laughs> At least, at least something, something equivalent. Yeah. So, it, well, intense emotional relationships. When you start breaking up and you get in this thing, you get hateful, and this this more primitive realm of the psyche of the brain gets activated, and you want to attack, you want to kill, you want to and destroy, you want to destroy them, and it's a primitive yes. part of our psychology. It's a primitive part of our biological evolution. It's a primitive part of our brain and that gets activated and all of us have this capacity to go primitive, to go aggro, to go postal. Some of us have developed enough uh, pre-cortical restraint to not act on that, but all right. of us feel it and want to do it. And some of us, like Amber Heard, haven't developed enough restraint, so she actually acts on these primitive impulses, whereas I think we all have them. Um, okay, so here's my, uh, there's some important analysis of this aspect of human psychology that I wanna get into, um, which is humans have, the have a tendency to like just go nuts and go postal and go aggro and just we lose our shit and just like yeah, go nuts. All humans have that capacity. And yep. and I kind of want, I'm not, because we don't have enough time, I can't like try to outline all the different reasons, but I want to like highlight two very different reasons um, why we do this. Um, one reason that I don't think it's as 
seen and articulated nearly as much as it is. There are two very different reasons, both very important. The first one's more simple, so I'll start with that. It's what I'm gonna call the king or queen complex. And just imagine this, some character where it's like the queen that's like, off with their heads! Or some king that's like, what? You like, didn't like, give, you didn't like prepare my meal. I said I wanted seven almonds and 2.3 ounces of steak with a certain kind of butter. It's not like, get that shit away from me. It's this like royalty psychology. And I kind of think it's an old evolutionary thing like the alpha gorilla psychology, where you kind of, you turn into like, I should have everything the way I want. And and I, and I believe and all humans can do this. And any gorilla that achieves the role of alpha goes into yeah. the psychological state. And it's a fucking horrible state. But when, when, when you're the alpha gorilla, you, you get to a point where you think shit should go the way you want it to go. And if it doesn't, you, you get fucking outraged. And you hear, yeah. you hear all these stories about rich, famous people and you hear these insane stories about how they showed up for a show and they, or like I remember one about Mariah Carey, it's probably not true, but I remember one about Mariah Carey is that when she showed up for a concert, she'd need all these insane things and she said she wanted a bowl of M&Ms, but all the green M&Ms had to be taken out. And one time she was there and someone didn't take out the green M&Ms and she had a temper tantrum. <laughs> so that psychology, it's this like, I'm gonna call it the alpha gorilla psychology or the king okay. psychology or the queen psychology. I believe all humans will slip into that psychology if they, they, they haven't learned basically to be beta at some point earlier in their life. And I think it's the same as teaching kids that they're not the king or queen. And if they don't, they become bullies and spoiled brats. I think yeah. it's, I even think it's the same thing as dogs you hear like the dog whisperer or dog trainers talk about how you have to train dogs that they're not alpha yeah okay, yeah. okay so i think there's this really important psychological tendency of humans and probably other animals that we need to learn that you don't get what you want and you're not the top dog and you're not alpha we need to learn that and if we don't we'll slip into this I am queen. I should get what I want. And if I don't get what I want, I have a fucking temper tantrum off with their heads. So then don't you think Elon Musk is prone or is soon to have a king or an alpha gorilla meltdown? Um, like, it, it, that's like, a, or, or like, and I don't mean to, to get off track here, but um, it, like, I wonder how many times in one's life we have to learn that you are not the king. It's a super because it's a super good question and it has big implications I think uh for like the leader or the president. Cuz Donald Trump is another good example. You could see how Donald oh. Trump was always in this psychology. He just thought he was the baddest dude ever and no one should ever doubt him and everything that he said was right, you know. And <laughs> and, and there's this question and it's a it's a tough question in human psychology is can a person rise to a position of great power and not be corrupted and not become narcissistic and not like, I don't know, but a lot of people that rise to positions of power, uh, this psychology sucks them in as evidence just by stories of all these rich, famous people. And then you hear from people 
who are close to them, oh my God, that person was a monster. I've heard so many stories about how behind right. closed doors, rich and famous people are fucking insane. Well, I, I know it's, we, we like to think about those who are supposedly at the top, but it's also really fascinating when you hear about trailer trash people who also have reached the top of the, of the <laughs> dumpster pile. <laughs> <laughs> and they're there trying to like they're, they're there in their moo-moos like yes, dude. yelling out with yes. their fucked up slipper toes yes dude it's because humans just like gorillas we want to get to the top and we're always angling to get to the top and if there's not someone above us keeping us down then we start posturing as we've arrived with and we start to do this alpha gorilla psychology and yeah, I, man. I believe a super important psychological developmental need, if I, we talk about raising children, is to teach your kids that they're not top dog and they don't get what they want. And if they start to like bully or whine or be entitled, then they really don't get what you want. You really got to teach kids that. And I hope, and I don't know if this is true, but I hope that that could be internalized in kids enough that eventually it's so internalized that then they could rise to the top and not regress into this alpha gorilla thing. And if that's true, then we could have a president or Elon Musk could actually do a good job with Twitter because he's so yeah. internalized that he's not alpha gorilla and that he needs to like be respectful of other people and he don't he doesn't always give it. And and I do think that's possible. It's just yes. not it's just not super common. Okay, cool, man. Cool. So so I know you were trying to look at the the that was like point number one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, should I go into point number two? Yeah, it's I was, super fascinating because this isn't what I thought you were going to say at all. But it's great. <laughs> it's great. Uh, okay, point number Just because I've been um, working, I had to I own this house and I told them I'd install a fence for their dog uh, if I charge them more rent. I was like, cool, I'll make more rent. So, I've been working installing a fence the past like three days just by myself. So, it's taking a long time. And I've just been listening to the Amber Heard thing on my headphones the whole time. So, I've heard a lot of and I've been like trying to psychoanalyze it and figure out what the hell's going on. So, I've thought a wait, lot about wait. this. You installed a fence by your, like you put the fence in? Yeah, dude. And it's a big ass fence. And I went, why are, I went to Home Depot and like hauled the like 20 fence. I've been, dude, it's been so much work. Anyways, but thus I've had a <laughs> lot of time because the whole time you don't have to, it's a mindless job. I mean, you got to like get the posts plumb and dig the holes and whatever, but it's pretty mindless. Like I'm just sitting listening to Amber, the Amber Heard trial the whole time. Okay, cool. Okay, so. Here's the even, here's I think the most important thing of the whole thing. But I do think this king queen psychology combines with this next thing I'm about to talk about in this important way. Okay, so the deepest level, and I think this is maybe the thing that attracts us to the most, is what I'd call human attachment need. We humans, um, as little kids, we need attachment, and we need attachment to our mom or our dad or whatever, and it's super intense and as I've said before, and then if we get lost in uh, the grocery store, the, the three-year-old is like, man, it's fucking terrifying. And then mom comes back and is like, ah, oh. well, that attachment need never goes away. And when you're 17, you've kind of cut the umbilical cord from mom. And now that's why teenagers are so fucked up. And that's why they fall in love so hard. And yes. that's why breakups for teenagers are so intense because they're like new at this attachment game and they find a new girlfriend and it's like, oh, 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 and then when they break up, it's fucking 
deeply agonizing. That's why there's so yeah. many great songs written about breakups is because it's such an intense thing. Okay, so attachment is so powerful. And for some people who their attachment angst is even extra high, um, when they, and falling in love is like, oh, I think I've finally found my other half and I'll never have to feel that attachment anxiety again. And then they merge with them. When that starts to get challenged, people, I think all of us will go into this, fuck, by any means necessary, I must keep this fucking attachment thing. And so again, they're, they're this like primal, intense survival drive gets activated and like, I'm gonna do anything in my power to try to like maintain this attachment thing. Um, so, so do you, so then you understand where Amber Heard could be coming from. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of my point is like, I think in some ways what was going on with her is very understandable and that we should have sympathy for her. Yeah, I, well, so then why is everyone acting like it's so weird that she's somewhat pathologically waking out in those, in those audio recordings? <laughs> totally, well, that's what's so interesting is I, my, my belief is that what was going on in her and Johnny, both of them, is familiar and terrifying. And so- Yes, yes. And so we want to have, have it be like, oh, she's bad, I would never do that. But, the, but if she just was bad, I'd never do it. And we couldn't relate. We wouldn't be so interested to stay transfixed on the TV. But the reason we're staying transfixed is because it like tugs at us. And then the reason we're gonna demonize her is because we wanna not be what she is doing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that attachment thing, you, when you fall in love, you think that finally I found my other half and it feels so good. It like soothes the deepest fucking terror and pain in the human soul. And you're like, oh, I'm going to live happily ever after. And then when shit's not going right and you fear you're, you might lose your connection, you can go into desperation, panic mode by any means necessary. And if I, I'm going to try to like, um, lure the person back or I'm gonna fucking try to like exploit or manipulate or coerce the person back or I'm gonna like yeah. physically force like any means necessary. So again, this is where it goes into this human primitive, I must fucking like control and keep this thing. What's so, okay, in that place, I think many, many people understand that that the fights and the tug and the, the, the verbal sparring turns physical with displays of slamming doors or dishes or what or pooping on beds or throwing vodka bottles or hitting each other yep right but okay i don't want to i don't i don't want to go into like other areas because i want to just stick with what you're what you're talking about so I, I, what i'm talking about is, is there's i'm saying there's two reasons human well there's a bunch of reasons but two reasons that are coming up in the amber her situation where people go aggro and one is this queen complex and the other yeah. is this attachment fucking desperation the other um thing i gotta bring in here because i think it's helpful just to see the angle is the term addiction and one of the ways to define addiction is we, when we need a substance so badly that we'll do anything in our power to get that substance, even if there's bigger negative longer term consequences, it's like, fuck the longer term consequences. I need that substance. And but why, why do you need it? 
in that in that case? Like, what is it going to do for? It's got to do something. It's it's gonna it's you've decided that's your cure for pain. That's yes, okay. that's your way back into the Garden of Eden. And yeah, if for okay. uh, for alcoholics, it's like you need the alcohol to like cure the pain of whatever psychological, emotional, or even physical pain you have, or crack, or yeah. heroin, or whatever. But people can uh, get addicted to all kinds of things, and they can think that's the thing I need, and and this, I need that, and I can't survive without that. And it can be alcohol or crack, and it can be a relationship. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I think maybe most humans have this potential to think the relationship is the thing they need for my survival. That's kind of like this attachment thing. So I kind of think to some degree, all of us can become addicts for our romantic partner. And when the, when our, the substance is, when there's threat that we're not going to get it, we start potentially going aggro, kind of like a, a crack addict will start to like steal from their, um, child or do crimes or whatever, anything to get the crack. I think Amber Heard, Johnny Depp was her attachment thing, and she's going to start doing fucking anything to try to control and get him back. And they had this dynamic in their relationship, which is a super common dynamic. Harville Hendricks, who's this famous uh, couples therapist dude, described this dynamic, the tortoise and the hailstorm. So in, in, in a couple, one person becomes the tortoise, the other becomes the hailstorm. And the tortoise is trying to like pull away and protect themselves and like, yeah. like, like and then, the, and when the tortoise starts to pull away and go into the shell, it fucking, the hailstorm gets more and more intense. And the more intense the hailstorm gets, the more the tortoise pulls away. So Johnny Depp was the tortoise, Amber's the hailstorm. And he's just trying to like stop her intense, aggressive coming at him. And he would always be like trying to, get space from her, get space from her. And she experiences that as being abandoned. So she's like, oh, on, like in a fight or grab or whatever. And ultimately- That's such a good example. Yeah. So that pattern was going on and she's just like desperately, terrifiedly trying to control him to get him to do what she wants so they can restore this the, the connection or whatever she thinks she needs. And it's a mix, again, it's a mix of this attachment need. And then to be honest, it's also a mix of like, her queen complex where she's kind of like rich and famous and super hot. Really attractive women can often have this queen complex because they're treated by everyone all the time. Men treat really attractive women like queens and they'll do anything the women want to like get their attention. So it's like, she's just been treated that way by every man her whole life. Like, oh baby, you're so pretty. What can I do for you? Can I buy you flowers? Can I take you to eat? Can I give you a foot rub? Whatever. And that just creates a queen complex. So the two things of those just, create this fucking monstrous thing in her. Yeah, well, I guess it, it that it creates this thing, but why would she then go to this like like hailstorm of a queen instead of instead of say, "Johnny, I demand that you come to me." Well, I guess because he's somewhat of a fucking super prince himself. Yeah. Right? And so he must not have attended appropriately to the cues. Well, yes. What do you think the theory is as to like, why would she need to come and be like, ooh, you, you're you not doing this right? Probably because at first it was working. And, that, and when you fall in love, you you're, you like want to do whatever the other person does. And then you're getting closer and it feels so good to get closer and closer and closer. But once you get as close as you possibly can get, there's sort of nowhere to go but distance. 
And when yep. distance start happening, Amber's like, what? I don't like this. And so she probably first does the nice thing or the nice queen thing, but then he doesn't do it. And she's like, oh, well, let's go spend the weekend together in France. And he's like, oh, no, sorry, I got to go work this job or I got to, it's my kid's birthday. I got to go do this thing. And she's like, what? You're not giving me what I want? Like, what the fuck? And then tries this and tries this. And she just keeps trying that, like the attic, she just keeps amping it up and amping it up and amping it up until she's like shitting on his bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like imagining what is like, how would someone deal with this in a way as it emerges so profoundly that you're either going to hit your person with a bottle or shit on their bed? And like, what is what is a person really supposed to do? Like when you're if in that, that if state, like, because let's just imagine that everyone is capable of having this activate in themselves. Yep. They are capable of becoming borderline temporarily. And so then when a human being becomes borderline, what are they to do other than crap on beds? <laughs> what What are you? There's got to be like, because you can key their car. Like I, I knew a lady that threw a cinder block through the dude's windshield while he was driving. Totally. Like, and on and on go the the endless stories that we hear in therapy. Yeah, it's such a good, it's it's such an important question. But let me, before we dive into the question, let me just kind of emphasize the context of this question because you use this word borderline. And I don't know if you've seen this part of the Amber Heard trial, but somehow she agreed to get a, a like a full-blown psychological assessment and evaluation of her and a psychologist evaluator gave her all these tests and everything and the psychologist basically said she's got borderline personality disorder that that's like the only part i saw <laughs> i and i i just think it's kind of a good lesson for america or the human race of like in the window into the borderline psyche um, because there's this capacity. And again, I kind of want to say, I think everyone's capable of this and not, it's not just Amber Heard has borderline personality disorder and thank God I'm not her. It's more like, no, we all have the capacity to do that. And I think, yeah. I think there's this borderline realm in deep inside each of us and that we can tap into that or slip into that given the right circumstances. And she Amber slips into it more easily and more often than most people because she doesn't yeah. she hasn't developed self-restraint and maturity and self-discipline. But we all can go there. And I think that we humans, we need to recognize this border, this borderline black hole in the human psyche and that we could all fucking slip in there. And we need to be aware of it and get to know that landscape and learn, back to your question, and learn how to see, oh, I'm starting to slip in. What should I do now other than shit on someone's bed? Yeah, well, okay. So let me just make a, a small point about the the diagnosis and because like, based on her being, Amber being observed, she either has borderline or she doesn't. She is borderline. She has borderline personality disorder or she does not. She fits the criteria or she doesn't. It's basically like saying you are depressed or you aren't. You have an anxiety disorder or you do not. It's like, it's so fucking obvious. And then when, when you heard that lady describe the test that she gave, they were totally appropriate. The scores that she even talked about, as, as little as it was, I, I did enough assessments in my career that 
I could tell immediately that it was an appropriate diagnosis. Yep. Like other than, and I hadn't even, I didn't watch the whole thing. So I don't know what Amber's really like. I only know what this lady was saying. And so it's like, if you, if she, if she did 10 more psychological assessments, likely nine of them would show that she was borderline. Yep. So that that's, I just wanted to make that statement of like, like people should probably be conscious of the fact that if you're going to go get one of these evaluations, it, you might fit some criteria that you didn't want to know. Yeah, totally. That, that, and it, and it can be very powerfully condemning in court. Yeah. Well, pe- like- people again, and it's especially pe- like arrogant people who are in this king or queen thing. They think they can kind of like fake out the psychological assessment. And it's like, nah, dude, there's been like thousands or tens of thousands of psychologists who've been studying, researching, creating, figuring it out, mastering this shit. And you're Amber, you're not going to like defeat all these people. <laughs> no, the, especially because the tests, so many of them are designed to, che- to catch you cheating. Yep. They're designed to do that. Okay. So on, on we go to what the, the, que- the, you, the question of- you raise, which I just think is a, we, we can, it's it's starting to move away from the Johnny and Amber thing, which is fine. The question is like, what do you do when you start to want to shit on someone's bed or when you want to attack it or you want to kill? When that borderline primitive survival intense thing gets activated in you, and I believe it gets activated in everyone, what do you do instead of shitting on the bed? Yeah, well, okay. That, I mean, look, that's even a, that, there's a different piece to this where it's like, because there's a lot of talk about this um, intimate partner violence or something like that. I forget what the, the term was. Mm. But like, I think this really opens a super weird question about, well, how are you supposed to deal with relationships that become physical? Because like, like what, and, and because this, it's like, oh, you just never. Oh, you never. Yeah. And it's like, you never what? Yeah, yeah. You never, you like never have, like, as soon as you fight, you have no bodies. You're right. <laughs> like, what What do you do? Like, oh, oh, we're, you're, you're yelling at me? Okay, put on the straight jacket. Like, what, what are you really supposed to do? Because it, it's not clear in the way that we're, the way that we talk about it. It's almost like, well, certainly if you're a dude, you should instantly have no mobility with your body. Like if if the person is attacking you, their only thing you can do is somehow run away. Even if they're blocking the door, yep. you, you have to like jump out a window. Yep. Or like, I, I'm serious. Like I, I think this opens up a really w- unique conversation about like how much, like how are you supposed to have a physical confrontation and totally like, dude like, it makes me i had a patient uh well it, this gets back to in terms of remember my level one two and three gossip and level three is what we're talking about but level two is back to this pendulum of uh, uh women victim man perpetrator and then the other and or whatever you remember what i'm saying is like uh in this case johnny depp was the victim of domestic violence that was clearly established amber there was there's been recordings of her admitting to punching him in the face repeatedly um and it sounds like he's never hit her and so like he's received physical abuse her hitting him repeatedly many times there she she like put a cigarette on his face 
Yes. Yeah. And, like, and he hasn't counter, uh, he hasn't like fought back. He hasn't struck back. It's crazy. And so it's kind of like, yeah, what does a guy do? And it, it, it's, a, it's a tough question. But so that, that's a really weird thing to think about is like, well, so like, is all physical contact during an altercation abuse? Is all physical, like, this is what I can't figure out is like, if, if your wife is, angry and and like trying to push you and has she's expressing herself physically with you and you're a and you're a big confident dude or you're fucking maybe you're not big but you're just like a dude and you're okay you do a lot of physical sports like that and so it's not like you wouldn't go on on out to play basketball and then you like you 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 get super physical trying to guard someone or or whatever whatever your your sport is right and it's like you wouldn't say after the game because you got hit in the mouth. And you, you're like, oh, I got abused. Look at this abuse. Look at this. I got elbowed. And, and it's like, no, you wouldn't say that. But so like, I, and I know I'm on really weird territory. Someone is going to just be like, that is so fucked up. How could you even, what are you even saying? And I'm, but what I'm saying is, where do we draw that line? What, like if you're in a physical relationship, well, let me just say when you become when your relationship becomes physical, because I think this is inevitable in some ways, like where is how do we navigate this? And, and, and since I don't know, since no one ever talks about this in a constructive way, I would love to see. Like, what do you think? Well, I, I, I think you're asking a question back to my stage one, stage two, stage three. The stage one was like old school where men were the boss and men would totally oppress and sexually assault women and that just was accepted. Stage two, which I'll call the Me Too stage, was this emergence of like what, um, women are always the victim, men are toxic, men are abusive, and anytime a woman would make an accusation, the court of public opinion would assume the guy was wrong and toxic and condemn him and he'd lose his job even though there was no trial. Stage three is the question you're asking, it's like, okay, the world is much more complex now. And yes, post-feminist revolution, we've established that women are, can no longer be treated like house pets. They're humans too, yeah. but they're also not always innocent and relationships are complex and fights are complex and violence and physical confrontations yeah. are complex. And every situation is super complex and you just can't make any simple quick judgments about it. And we want to make simple, quick judgments. The human psychology wants to find good guys and bad guys, you know, quickly. Yeah. We want to quickly know. But the reality is, is shit's fucking complex. And again, this Johnny Depp Amber Heard is a good example of shit's complex because both of them were all fucked up and doing fucked up shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, so like, like, you, you know, when you're in a, um, in a relationship and you feel there's, there's some tension, you have, you have conflict about whatever you're trying to decide and you you start to withdraw from the person well like historically when that would happen to me like i would see it so frustrating for my girlfriend that sometimes they will want to like just physically hit me because i'm not cooperating and i know i'm not cooperating yep I know that I'm not going along with the the deal that we made. Yep. But it's in a way I'm I'm doing that because I don't like where we're going. Yep. And I don't know how to say I don't like where we're going. Yep. And so then I'll stop doing it and they're like what are you doing and they want to just like like I and I don't think that that the 
women that I've that I've dated really knew what to do when this happens. Yep. So it's like I think that the discussion about what happens when relationships get physical actually goes to a more primitive, more basic thing that you're talking about with this attachment concept. Yep. Where it's like, what do you do when your attachment gets strained? Yes. Like, well, like, how do we even start to talk about it? And then, and you made this really point, this interesting point that you just kind of breezed by where you're like, hey, well, you get as close as you can and there's nowhere else to go other than, well, you kind of have to start going away. Yeah. And it's like, and, and I guess you, then life is just like this sine wave of you go, you get close and then distant, close, like, woo, 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 like maybe. But it would be great if we had a method of talking about that. Like, like, do you, do you see where, like, I guess this opens up a whole, I had so many ideas about this case also that don't even involve what we're talking about. Well, we're, so. we're just going to have to come back to it next week because the case is going to go on for weeks and there's so many interesting layers uh, that yeah. let, let's just let's we can just start kind of talking about it for the next few weeks because we don't even have too much time. But so okay, so one thing you said is you you referenced this falling in love is getting close and you get so close you can't go and so inevitably you have to start tolerating space coming back in or distance coming back in. But when that happens, it's like hits this attachment fear in you, and one of the things that happens is this fight or flight survival instinct that can get pretty fucking gnarly and yeah. an impulse towards like, grrr, like grabbing the other person with your claws and like, grrr, or like striking or like, it's almost like this animal, like you want to like home at them. Like that comes up. And I've actually been in probably three different uh, long-term, good long-term romantic relationships where the woman did what would be considered domestic abuse of me, but I'm more it's like, yeah, it was like it was violent, but it's just like part like love is violent and attachment is violent and life on planet <laughs> Earth is violent, you know, and like I, I know. And, but and me, you're not supposed like, to you're not supposed to admit that. <laughs> well, that's part of the you're problem. Not, you're not. Dude, it, this is a serious problem because like no one like if you admit this now, like I, I see a real problem with this case. Where it's like, okay, dudes can be abused. Well, it's like, uh-oh, are we all just going to admit that, like, we all have the top three most abusive relationships in our lives? Like, well, oh, this one hit me with a fucking uh, tennis racket. Oh, well, this one tried to run me over with a car. And then this one, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, where, where is it? What is that? Like... I, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I so but, but again, back to my the point I made is part of the reason this Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing is so captivating to us is because it's familiar. It, it's it's like uh it's like a a Rubik's cube that we're all trying to solve and none of us have solved. And now there's YouTube videos of someone showing the Rubik's cube, and we're all like, oh yeah, that Rubik's cube has been plaguing me my whole life too. <laughs> yes, dude. I, dude, I like what you said. The the best was that love is violent and attachment is violent. Yeah, dude. Like, dude, no one would say, no one would ever prior to this moment say that when it when a baby attaches to its mother, that's violent. Yeah. Like, or that that is going to get violent later on. Yep. 
as you as you're gripping to the the person who is your mate or as you grip to your possessions your house your boat your cars like and, and my the my offspring and who they're supposed to become oh they're not becoming that oh my investments are failing oh like i don't know what like i don't mean to get in fact that was just trivial it's not but but it isn't something about this isn't and I don't know why I feel compulsive to make it trivial because it's almost like what we're talking about is so nuclear. Yeah, dude, it's totally. so nuclear that if you say these things, I'm afraid like like it it's never to be spoken. Totally. Don't ever say that. Totally. Because then to- we're all abused totally. and you're going to be an abuser. Totally. And and again, that's the our our. Uh, captivation with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard is because it's exposing this kind of thing. So uh, we're out of time. So, but uh, it's almost like I'm grateful to Johnny Depp and even Amber Heard that they've decided to share this intense, intimate, ugly drama with the world so that we can kind of see these, these like ugly and I think beautiful, but horrifying inner workings of it. And uh, it's going to go on. So we can, we can, stick with this for the next few weeks as as the story unfolds because freaking amber heard she hasn't even been on the witness stand yet so we don't i don't it could be that the most interesting deep part is yet to come yeah wow well awesome man that was pretty cool all right dude all right uh, till next time all right bye-bye